lo que, mi gente? ¿Cómo están? This is your Que lo que podcast, the place where we shine a light on Dominicans who are making an impact for and on our communities. I'm your co-host, Albert Garcia, and today we're doing a very special episode of the podcast talking about the recent protests in the Dominican Republic. As many in the diaspora know already, municipal elections in the DR were recently canceled, and we at Que lo que were like, pero, pero que la vaina con eso? Venus couldn't be with us this week because she's out traveling in Chicago, so we turned to award-winning journalist Masia Facundo, mother of former guest Eva Facundo, to give us a little bit of background of what's going on. So is, who is Marcia Facundo? Marcia is currently the editor for Entavisions Política Ya, a Spanish-language website about politics and immigration for Latinos. Born in the Dominican Republic and in the city of Santo Domingo, she spent several years living in Miami before returning to DR as a teenager. She studied journalism at the Universidad Autónoma de Santo Domingo and later went on to the UK for her master's at the London School of Economics. After a successful career in the Dominican media, she went back to live in Miami, where she was part of the Miami Herald and the Nuevo Herald staff that eventually was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for coverage of Hurricane Andrew in 1993. She eventually made it out to L.A., where she served as the BBC's Hispanic Affairs correspondent and continues today to report on TV and digital media on the social and political issues that Latinos face here in the States. That's all to say that we have another superstar in the house. So like we always say, welcome, Marcia. ¿Cómo está? ¿Qué lo que? Gracias. <laughs> it's a really, like, horrible time, right? But at the same time, I'm so glad to be here. No, no, it's true. And we wanted to, we were ha wanted to have you on the show anyway for a bunch of other things. And so I, I'm sure at some point um, we'll get kind of down and dirty about your time um, in journalism and in the Dominican media. But for now, you know, what we really want to do is really talk about what the situation that's going on Um You know, as we record this weekend, um, there are protests that are, that are not only going on in, in Santo Domingo and in Dominican Republic, but also there are protests being planned in places like Miami and New York and other places in the United States. And so, in the too. Yeah, yeah, you know, so mira, díganos, ¿qué es lo que está pasando? What's going on? Seriously. You know, it's, it's incredible because with the mess that we are living in here in the United States right now, Uh, I think what's happening in DR, it's it's like an advertisement of what can happen here if things still keep on getting out of control. And well, as you said, there were elections on last Sunday and like four hours in, they were suspended. And apparently the explanation that the Junta Central Electoral, which is the electoral body that organizes the elections, haven't been able to explain what the heck happened. But uh, this is something that many Dominicans that I've spoken to uh, have been talking about ever since they started talking about this electronic system that they were going to introduce for elections. And apparently everybody knew that it was going to fail, except La Junta Central Electoral, and it did fail. And, and now we don't know why. What's the context in terms of for those who may not follow Dominican politics, Now, how does this mishap play into what Dominicans have been seeing, especially over the last couple of months? I mean, like, you've had a lot of, like, you know, like, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of, like, tensions and stuff like that. Tell us, you know, for those who might not be familiar with that, give us a little bit of context in terms of what's going on. Okay, so basically, I think, in my opinion, what's happened is really a problem of the PLD, the Partido de la Liberación Dominicana, who has been in power for so much, so much time. And um, it's a power play. Danilo Medina, who's the president, apparently doesn't want to leave the government. 
and uh, uh, there has been that there have been people that have said that you know denounced that there was going to be fraud that he's trying to tell. He tried to change the constitution, which I think is when this whole problem started, and uh, because of the popular like rejection of that idea. He didn't get to do it, but then he came up with this candidate that apparently nobody likes, <laughs> but that he's pushing in order to keep his his power. You know, at the same time, this Leonel Fernandez, who was president before Danilo, actually they were close friends before. Yeah, and Danilo even was his campaign manager the first time that Leonel was elected. Um, they had this 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 struggle, so. In the primaries that were uh, held in October, I think, or it was October, yeah. uh, Lionel said that there had been fraud in the electoral in the election system, and that's why this Gonzalo character, that is the candidate, um, was named character. But Lionel left the party, funded his own, and uh, now apparently Danilo's people are trying to blame Lionel's people for this situation in the uh, uh, municipal elections. And let me tell you, I mean, there's so little time because they have national elections in May. So I don't, I don't see the time to fix this. And that's what people are saying is that uh, Danilo's, uh, Danilo's created this crisis in order not to have the election and to stay in government. No, it's, it, and it's, you know, I think for people of a certain era, I mean, I, I think people remember a time when it almost seemed like every other year había un pleito en la elección dominicana, right? Like there was always yeah. like whether, and, and like, you know, and, and there was always jokes about like, you know, the blind President Balaguer, you know, still being in power and all this kind of other stuff. So how, how does this, you know, current crisis almost harken back to those kind of days and, and, you know, and, and something that I think that some, you know, at least some Dominicans thought, hey, we can't have, aren't we over this? Aren't we over in terms of being able to like actually run a democracy in, 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 a, in, a, in a real way? You know, in a way, considering that we're such a young country, uh, there has been success in running as a democracy, but it's like you said, with a lot of doubt about electoral results. And I think that most Dominicans don't really trust the Junta Central Electoral that right now has been appointed by PLDistas. So, you know, they're all trying to keep the government, they're all trying to keep in government. But yeah, it's like you say, first we had Trujillo that kept celebrating elections that were not real. Right, right. And then we had after uh, the assassination of Trujillo and all the, the troubles that we had, we had a, a very successful election. And that's when Juan Bosch was elected in the 1960s, right. but he was overthrown like seven months afterwards. So here we go again. Finally, 19, I think it was, uh, wait, 1966, that's when the the first election. Right, from the first uh, election, right. Después de la, la, la revolución de 1965, right? Right, the civil, the intervention of the Estados Unidos. There were elections again in Balaguer, but Balaguer kept like 12 years in a row, 84 years. And, and I remember, you know, studying job, being a journalist, like I was still in college and that, but I remember how tough that was. Um, we got out of that in 1978. And it was something similar to what's happened now, but it didn't work because they tried. I, I remember being at the Junta Central Electoral covering the, those elections. And all of a sudden they were stopped giving the results. 
but the elections were already, you know. So, and the PRD, which is Partido Revolucionario Dominicano at that time, was obviously winning. And I remember looking out the window from the Junta Central Electoral, which was, I don't know if it's still like that, but it was right across the, um, the defense department, it would be, right? La mm-hmm. Fuerzas Armadas. And seeing like militaries coming in and stopping everything. But like two days afterwards, because of all the popular opposition, they had to give the results. And of course, El PRD uh, ganó that year. And that's yeah. what led to like the fall of Balaguer, even though he came back into power again. So ever since then, there's always been a fraude. There's always like the elections. We don't know the results. A few days of back and forth. I think that inherently something is wrong with the electoral system uh, that hasn't been solved. But what I'm seeing this time, I've never seen before. This is like outrageous. It's like right in your face. Yeah, no, that's right. And so, and so, when you're understanding, what are people? You know, tell us a little about, about la protesta que está pasando. You know, like what are folks, and especially like like a lot of the the recent protests, whether you're talking about in in around the world and including in terms of most recent in Puerto Rico, a lot of it's being fueled by the young. A lot of it's being fueled by kind of millennials and stuff like that. So, cuéntanos un poco de eso. Like from your perspective, like what's going on? How are are in some ways you know young Dominicans, especially on the island, like reacting to to, to what's going on? Yeah, I think people in in the are just hartos uh, to say in good uh, Dominican the, of, of all the corruption and all the inefficiency and all the problems that we had, and this kind of like spark, uh, like se llenó el vaso, and um, it's it's really like impressive to see all these young people that we used to think that Dominicans were kind of like you know. Uh, the youth was kind of dead, but actually the, the youth has the power right now because they're like almost 60% of voting people. Wow. So, and uh, this protest, they spark on Monday, right after the whole mess on Sunday. And I like what their demands, they're demanding the resignation of the Junta Central Electoral and a guarantee that elections in next month those are the municipal ones that will not be able to be held last Sunday, be transparent and regular. And so the same as for May. You know, it's not like a big demand or we want a revolution or we want over whatever. We just want to be sure that the elections are, you know, are like everybody can say. Yeah, are above board and stuff. And yet, in, in DR, right, es una cosa grande, right? Like, in some yeah. way, like, imagínate, para uno dice algo así tan fácil, pero para uno tener una manda así, you know, like, to be able to say, like, this is, you actually have to put that in writing as the man, como yeah. tells you, right, con, con, lo que está, con lo que está pasando, but it also tells you that it, it shouldn't be that difficult um, to do it. But, but these municipal elections are really important, right, because they set the stage for the, you know, for the national ones, right? Well, like, they say, like, this was a trial of that, electronic system but it was really crazy because when people were voting there's something about the photo I, I really don't understand it much it sounds very complicated but to vote for let's say an alcalde a mayor they had to punch and the photo will come up but apparently the only photos that will come up were the government ah. uh, and that was like the glitch yeah yeah um you know, it, it's it's. I think it's it's basically the problem is that this government, El PLD, has really failed people. 
with all the corruption and all the inefficiency and and people want a change and they want to make sure that they can say what the change will be. Yeah. Como dominicanos here in the United States, you know, like you know, what, what is it that, that either a, we can do, but also like, what are you hearing also? I mean, even yourself, like, how are you looking at this and, and thinking like, you know, like what role do we play in terms of figuring out yeah. the, 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 the beginning, you know, the, the, the next steps? I was like, actually, to be honest, I was so engulfed in all the political situation here because that's what I work right. with. I kind of, I sat down yesterday. That's when I started thinking about it. Like, what do we do? Of course, I would like to go to the protest as a journalist. I never like to participate, you know, yeah. but I think it's, it's, it's important that we at least be there. And I don't know, I guess like have, um, find ways to like, let your opinion be, be heard. Yeah. So yeah. we can, some pressure. I don't know what else can we do because we're not there, but, um, I think we have to at least, you know, participate or write or on social media, say, at least have elections. I don't know about PLD, I don't know about Danilo and, you know, that struggle, La Binader, at least have let people vote and let people say who they want to be in power. La cosa loca. Complicated. Yeah, no, like la cosa loca. I think it, what's interesting is to see all around the world when you kind of step back and look at this all around the world. I mean, like Mama Claro, like it wasn't a couple of weeks ago that the folks at the Iowa Democratic Caucus was having the same problem, right? Yeah. Going, yeah. I mean, it's scary, right? It's scary. I'm imagining that our democracy and our trust in voting is so fragile when you think about it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, it really puts, I think when folks are talking about what's going on in DR, I think part of it is also about thinking about not just like, you know, voting systems here in the United States, right? And, and you know, there's always been this kind of question circulating around even the American elections, like, you know, like what's going to happen in November, right? You know, like, are, you know, like, you know, if Trump doesn't get, you know, if Trump suddenly loses, he, is he going to call voter fraud, right? I mean, there's so many voter suppression efforts that are going on too. Like, how do we do it? So I think in some ways, like, you know, como I think el dominicano que está viviendo aquí, this almost, you know, like now, now they have a point of reference, right? Like, it's the algo yeah, que está pasando. Yeah, definitely. This is what can happen if we don't take care of, of the situation here. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Have you seen, like I've seen on social media everywhere in the world, Dominicans, um, doing protests is so beautiful yeah. to see yeah. a flag and people like actively asking for clean elections. Claro. And I think, I think what's also really beautiful to see, I mean, we saw for, por ejemplo, con lo puertorriqueño, que lo que yeah. estaba pasando con, con José y yo, and we saw how, how much their, the, the presence of Puerto Ricans here in the United States help to leverage power for those folks on the ground on the island, right? And so I think eso, tú sabes, eso nos da un ejemplo, el ejemplo de nuestro primo, right, is giving us, I think, an example of like, yeah. you know, how important, right? It's not just the economic power we have with our remittances and stuff like that, pero si los dominicanos aquí en los Estados Unidos hablan y hablan con una voz, then, you know, I think, you know, like that there is definitely some pressure there. So there's an example. And, and yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think, I mean, fíjate, aquí in Miami, they're also planning a protest for, for Domingo. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time that the Dominicano in, in Miami were having anything. No, no way. Yeah. Anywhere. 
Yeah, yeah, here in LA, we there was one plan for Monday, and I guess a lot of people say, "What the heck? Who's gonna go?" <laughs> and they change it, and it's gonna be tomorrow. And I'm going. I'm gonna be there. But I, and that's I think also the other thing too. I think you know, you know, I think for especially a lot of folks in the American media, as they begin to see these these like similar protests or gatherings in these in these American cities, right? I think almost la gente sale and they're like, "Wow, there are." these Dominicans here. And I, and I think hopefully that also means that bodes well for our activism here in the United States around things like the census and, you know, like, and voting and stuff like that. Right. Cause I think um, hopefully people recognize that, that there is a community here um, and that we also recognize that, that, you know, we have, you know, that, that just the power of mobilization has, um, you know, a bunch of things. Because I think it's important to know, we, you talked about, you know, in terms of, you know, a little bit about the U.S. Um, and we all know this, that the U.S. has had a long history in terms of getting involved, um, mm-hmm. you know, in Dominican affairs, especially in the 20th century. Um, everything from, you know, 19, you know, 1917 to 1965. You know, are, are there any concerns with folks about, you know, that happening now, what the U.S. role will be? You know, like, have you heard anything at least about? I sabe. Yeah, you know, there's always the possibility. Um, I, it's now you put it in my mind because we had that situation in Venezuela. Claro, right. There's a lot of talk of an intervention, but Venezuela is a country where U.S. doesn't want to go and intervene. Right. But they are, you know, we're, we're small, and our army is not as I I think our army is not as powerful as Maduro's. Right. Uh, so we have to uh, watch out. Yeah, because these are the situations like it was in '65. Like it's a civil, and they came into you know it was an opportunity for them to come into, and um, but as far as I've seen, I read a little bit that uh, ever since there was that talk about the constitutional change to for Danilo to be able to reelect himself, um, the ambassador in in Santo Domingo talked to Danilo and talked to the Junta Central Electoral. And apparently there have been pressure. Pompeo had a talk with Danilo too, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State. And apparently, because he hasn't been out in the open, they've been pressuring the government, Dominican government to hold clean elections. And even that organization that is in the air right now, like monitoring, because I don't know what they monitored about this mess, <laughs> but it's, it's been like, a, like suggested by the American government. Other than that, I haven't seen anything directly, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, 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 I don't know about you, but here in, I haven't seen much of this situation in the media. No, no. And I think that's the thing. I think, you know, I think in fact, I think these protests, are the first sign of people asking the question, right? Okay, then uno vea, especially, and again, you gotta, you know, give props, especially to our younger folks who are on, like on Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, they're doing a lot of really great, not just in terms of organizing around, but also like creating like cartoons to express, you know, to, to explain the situation. I mean, I, there's a lot of creativity being done, but that's when you've got people, when they see this, especially on social media, are beginning to ask, mira, que lo que está pasando? I just had a friend of mine yesterday and be like, mira, Albert, because at some point people are like, oh, people are like, no, seriously, like what's going on in terms of DR? We oh, know what's going serious, on in that show. Right? This is serious. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation. 
very yeah. difficult. Have you no. thought of going there just to like? No, I mean, look, I mean, Mia, I think I, I would, I mean, I would definitely like, you know, like to figure it out and do it. And I think, you know, part of it isn't for, for all of us here. I think, como, como digo, como gente de una, I mean, I consider myself having seen, having gone and seen the ups and downs of Dominican politics and, 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 um, and I think people having seen, for the most part, how stable, relatively stable the system has been. Claro, I see the, you know, there's, there's been a lot of issues and problems, especially in DR, lo que está pasando con Artiano and the state, you know, and statelessness. That's, a, you know, it's una situación beyond horrible. Um, so there's definitely been issues, but I think this idea is that when you begin to question how people in power get there and stay there, then eso se puede, you know, it devolves very quickly, right? And I think, you know, I, and I think, you know, what's hard, especially for, I think, for folks here looking at, at, and politics in the United States is, you know, my always question is like, there's actual, you know, there, there are these issues that are going on globally, right? Like globally, we are seeing the rise of more authoritarian regimes, more folks who are staying in power for whatever reason. And so you always kind of have to watch, right? Like you always have to watch in terms of lo que está pasando. I mean, it just, it's just, it feels like just yesterday that, that we were seeing what was going on in Ecuador, you know, and the changing of the prison there, right? And so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so I, I, you know, it's, you know, I, I think people, uh, not to say that all, not to say that all these things are connected, pero it's like, mira, tú tienes tecnología, and you know, I mean, this is why people are afraid of right of technology, right? People are afraid of, of, yeah. of their votes being miscounted or in a situation. I mean, vamos a decir esto. Thankfully, they stopped it, right? Porque si eso estaba pasando, right? And that's just true. It's like. And it wasn't going on, right? Um, you could say that you could have had an election where all these other folks would have said, "Oh, we didn't even get a chance to vote for our person," right? So, yeah. so I'm not saying that you know, like, it's, it's to it's bad that it happened. It's bad that they canceled it, but it's bad that it was the you know, as you said, see, like, hinted if it was an open secret that it was going to fail, right? Yeah, like everybody, I remember people that I talked to in, talking to me about the system like a year ago. Even before the, the primaries in October. So why do they insist in a system that everybody knows that it's going to fail? No, and yeah. even the day before that we're going on about how it wasn't ready, how they had a glitch and, and all these situations. It's like, but, you know, sometimes happens when you spend a lot of time living in the United States. You don't picture how these situations can be in, in another country. But if I think back... I can understand it because, you know, sometimes Dominicans are a little bit like, ah, so, you know, whatever. Deja eso, no piense tanto. So te va a hacer daño. And then we end up in a chaos like that because the ones that want to stay in power take advantage of that temperament and then come and do this kind of thing. But what you say is true that we have to pay attention, not only because, you know, our heart is in... Dominican Republic, but also that it can happen anywhere. And what we're seeing here in the United States is a guy who I think has the same like um, aspirations as Danilo Medina. And what happened with the impeachment process and everything that's happened after the impeachment, which has been worse than before, tells us that we have to watch out what's happening. Um, The Russians are back at it, apparently. Um, the Democrats are like a little bit 
disorganized and chaotic. <laughs> to say it mildly. It's a time that we have to watch out. Yeah, that, that the whole the Democrat thing is like... Mira, como una persona, as someone who also has, has covered, you know, as someone who's really been covering this world for a while, right? Whether it's been from, from perspective of, you know, from, you know, across the pond in England to someone in terms of just looking at, you know, different things in Latin America. Where do you see all these events? Like, you know, tell us a little bit about like, like wh what time are we living in? Right. Like if, if you know, like I, I'm just curious because again, you've said it before, like you've seen certain things you haven't seen a certain, you know, type of ways. Like how, how, how is it covering the world as it is now? Right. I mean, the, yeah. you know, like it's a hard time, isn't it? What I think is happening is that there's, there's an advancement, you know, a progressive, uh, Liberals are advancing. Gays can get married. Um, there's a lot of like rights being given to transgender people. Um, at the same time, women are advancing in their rights. There's, you know, the abortion thing and all that. And ultra conservatives, because I don't even think it's the moderate ones, but ultra tend to get afraid feel afraid of all this change that is going in the direction that they don't want it to go. So, um, so this forces and they feed on people's insecurities is what Trump did in 2016. And um, so they sell to the people that there's this big menace that is coming to like take away everything they have and, and it's taking away what they have, which is all the talk against immigrants and people are reacting and that's why Uh, these people get elected. But mindful, like, uh, here Donald Trump didn't get elected with the majority of the people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so that, that mean that they have, you know, they, they have support from the majority. It just means that they find a way to sneak in and hold on to power. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. And I think part of that, the process in terms of this year is people kind of remembering um, that. And, and, I, and I think especially for Latinos, I think it's important that when we see our brothers and sisters in our home countries, to sabe, being active, you know, not taking things for granted, protesting on the street, eso como, it, it shines a light back to us. Right? Like, and, and I think it's, it's hopefully it's one of those things where I think we begin to look at, because in some ways, you know, the same characteristics we talk about in terms of like people you know, telling this horror story of people taking away. Eso está pasando en nuestro país. Eso que está pasando en cierto lugar en DR también, en terms of like some of the partidos and people talking in terms of trying to pit stuff people against. And, and again, there's some real issues with security and, and border issues and stuff like eso pasa en cualquier país, right? Like that's true, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think that there's some real issue about how we... Um, how we move forward and stuff like that. Déjame, este, what are you looking, you know, as we, you know, we're going to be putting this up over the next 24 hours. So people are going to be, you know, as people listen to this, people are going to be seeing, hearing about the protests. Um, what are you looking for in the next couple of weeks as a journalist in terms of, you know, or someone in terms of looking at the situation, what is it that you think we should be looking out for? Um, and, and, and in some ways asking, you know? Yeah. Well, I hope that, that the, the demonstrators grow in size, putting more pressure on the government. I don't know uh, about the whole, So, and La Junta's intellectual resign because the problem is that who, who are they going to appoint next? It's going to be the same, you know, government appointed people. But at least that there should be elections in the 16th of, no, 15th of March. March, yeah. The municipal ones and that they're 
fair and clear and transparent, and that they assure that in May 15, there's going to be as, you know, the same in the national elections. So there has to be more popular pressure uh, to a point where it does call the attention of the international media. So it gets like some international, you know, because that's when they start like changing. Like Puerto Rico was when we started talking about what was happening there. So I hope there's more demonstrations. I hope it doesn't get violent. There's already talk that there were like armed forces trying, like that were shooting at, at gas at the demonstrators. I hope there's no violence. I hope they're pacific. I hope everybody comes into it. Um, I've, I've seen that there's uh, caroletazos, right? Mm -hmm. Those from um, middle class and upper class uh, people. So I hope it grows and grows and grows to the point where the government uh, has to say, yeah, the elections are gonna be fair. This is what's gonna happen. And there's gonna be a paper trail because electronic systems, you know, you gotta back it up with something. Yeah. That when they fail, you can go back and see what really happened. No, definitely, definitely. And I, and I also hope that the Dominican media also gets the resources and the, and the apoyo to also look into some of this stuff, right? Asabel, you know, what was the, who is connected to the company, right? Like, who's actually financing some of this stuff, right? Who is it that should be held accountable, right, for that way? Do these, com the company that's working in DR... Are they working in other places? Are they potentially even working in the United States, right? I mean, I think sabiendo todo esa cosa is an important thing to know. Not to, not porque you try to, you know, make people feel bad, but to try to get a better system and maybe even think about, you know, like democracy at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, it's the job that, that no one ever talks about, but like things like being able to run an election and being able to run an election that people can have trust in. I mean, that's yeah. key, right? That's key to freedom, right? Like that, you know, yeah. no para hablando de idealism. But who's going to investigate? Oh, yeah. I mean, Esa. la OEA, the OAS, it's like, honestly, personally, I don't trust it much. Yeah, no, yeah it's a problem, right? That's the problem, yeah. right? But there should be a, a good, quick investigation, something that before... March 15th said, this is what happened and we're going to fix it this way. Yeah, ideally that and would be the case. That's the only thing that is quiet, going to quiet people down. No, eso sí es verdad. Eso sí es verdad. Mira, Marcia, we have to have you back on the program just to hablar un poquito yeah. más de Bonchinche, your life. I'm sure you've got plenty of stories around, maybe even a little part of stories of, of that you could tell us about Eva, your daughter, who was also on, <laughs> on the program too. Yes. So we definitely would like it. Um, pero like you said before, um, not the most perfect of circumstance to have you on, but we really do appreciate um, you coming and giving us a little bit of, of at least your viewpoint and your knowledge about lo que está pasando. And um, and look, we, we we hope to have you on the program again. I'd love to come back. Gracias, gracias. But mira, mi gente, as, as they say, look, we'll um, you know we'll be keeping in touch. Um, we'll be looking at the situation going on in the DR. And as we say always here in Que Lo Que, as long as it's good for to spread, Que Lo Que will always be there. Talk to you guys soon.